Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Hey, I do want to take a moment and just acknowledge, um, I want to welcome our Peru campus and again, as well as uh, every person who's online. You know, this is a, a time where you know, there's probably 300 folks or so still gathering online, and we are so thankful that you're with us. Hey, I'm looking at a story in Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. And um, really, this story is about these 10 uh, individuals that get leprosy. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty, it's, it's not a long story. In fact, I'm not going to talk to you long tonight. Um, you've heard that before, right? I mean it. I'm really not tonight. Um, I'm I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to keep it brief. But I want to read this passage to you. And here's what it says. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 lepers stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus's feet, thanking him for what he's done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Father, I ask for your help. Help me as I do my best to communicate this message. Open our hearts, open our ears. I pray we would hear from you. May we hear what you want to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, as you look at this story, right, um, it's talking about Jesus is continuing towards Jerusalem. He comes into a village and there's 10 lepers standing at a distance that are crying out, Jesus, have mercy on us. Can you picture that with me? He looked at them and he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of leprosy. That's what scripture says. Now, just a little time out for a second. Um, See, these 10 lepers, not only did they have a physical issue going on, but one of the things about leprosy was is that it would have uh, absolutely cut them off from all community. Like they couldn't be around other people. They were standing at a distance for a reason. And even when it says to go to the priest, see, here's what that was about. They went to the priest for the priest to confirm that the leprosy was gone. And and then for the priest to be able to say, now you can re-enter the community. But until the priest said that, no community for you, right? And so I think about, I mean, this was a really big deal. And I thought to myself, I think this like, this actually is really relatable right now. In fact, someone, here's how it works, right? You you all know this. Someone starts to show a symptom. My throat hurts, right? That really doesn't. But yeah, my my throat hurts, right? Or I can't taste. That's weird. I can't taste my drink. All of a sudden, we're like, whoa, back off, right? And what happens? That person gets to go quarantine for 14 days, right? I'm not going to ask you who has, but many of you, like you've been there, right? You've already been quarantined. And I was thinking about it, right? Or if you've been closer to someone, um, if you've been around someone for longer than 15 minutes, 
and, and within closer than six feet, and, and they ended up getting it, what happens to you? You get quarantined. I was thinking about it, and I thought to myself, like 14 days is one thing. I was talking to a friend the other day. I texted him um, because he's in quarantine. And I said, hey, how you doing, right? And he's like, I am really bored, right? He's not that sick. He's just bored. And I thought to myself, I mean, have you ever thought to yourself, maybe a couple days of quarantine might not be bad, right? But 14's a long time. But I was thinking about them. Like, it would have been a lot longer than 14. This would have been like, they would have been quarantined from the moment they got leprosy. They would have been quarantined. Like, there is no like, hey, just do your 14 days and then come on back to the community. These folks are cut off. It's interesting because one of the things I think we've learned, right, throughout the last few months is that community is really, really important. It's important that we're connected to each other and we need each other. And moving on through the story, one of them was healed, right? Um, in fact, 10 of them were healed, but one of them comes back to Jesus and he comes back shouting, praise God. It says he fell at Jesus' feet and he was thanking him for what he'd done. Now, this is where it gets really good, right? Because Jesus asked a really, like a couple really important questions. If you look at verse 17 and 18, here's what he says. It says, didn't I heal 10 men? Right? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? He's really saying like, huh, I could have, like, I could have swore there were 10 of you that just like completely like got your life changed. That not only were you healed physically, but now you're like back, like you can live amongst family and friends and like your life just changed because I, Jesus, right, chose to heal you. And, and so it's, it's, an, it's an incredible picture. You know, Jesus said to the man, stand up and go, your faith has healed you. But I was thinking to myself, right, like, what is the significance of this healing? Like, like, what are we supposed to take from it? You know, we've learned, we've looked at a lot of different stories. We talk about Jesus raising a dead man named Lazarus. We talk about Jesus taking some mud, right? Putting it on the guy's eyes and healing a blind man. We talk about him feeding 5,000 people with one boy's lunch. We talked about him doing the water walking trick. We talked about, you know, the guys digging through the roof and dropping the paralytic in. We talked about that actually two weeks and then today, there's the story of 10 lepers, and it's actually like a really, really simple story. It's a simple story, but what would be the significance? And here's what I would say, two things, and this isn't rocket science, okay? This is like really, really simple. You could preach this sermon. The first one is this, that one says thank you. One says thank you. The second thing that I really want you to notice is, is that nine do not. See, here's what you have, 10%, right? It's not hard math. 10%, these 10 individuals had something miraculous happen. And 10% gave glory to God. That's not a real good percentage. Would you agree with me, right? 10% recognized and said, God, thank you. I recognize it was your hand in my life that allows me to enter back into community. The question I had as I was reading this was, are we good at, number one, recognizing when God does something miraculous? And number two, are we good at giving him credit? 
You know, there, there's been many times, and I, I think, you know, maybe you've been thinking it. Kevin, I feel like the last seven or eight weeks, whatever it is, we read through these stories, and they're incredible. Like, they're absolutely incredible. And it seems like Jesus was up to a lot of miraculous things. Like, that was kind of like his history. That's what he was known for. And yet, like, hmm, I want to see him today. Actually, even I thought last week, which was kind of interesting, right? But like, when I think about the 18 people in this room who spontaneously get up and walk over and jump in the water in their clothes, right? Like, I thought, what, what a great... What a great ending to that series. Because in some ways, what we're saying is, God still does miraculous things. (laughs) He's still up to miraculous things. It's not just things of old. It's still today. And I believe it with all my heart, but I also believe this. I don't think the statistic has changed much when it comes to 10% of us that recognize when he does something and give him credit for it. Like, like sometimes I think God is at work in lots of different places. We just don't see it. That he literally has to like walk on water for us to notice it. I have a friend that um, just this couple weeks ago, he was in a car accident. He's okay. Um, but he got his car rear-ended and it was rear-ended by a truck, which means it just took the back end of that car and like, you know, crinkled it up, right? And the car was totaled. He was fine. The car was totaled. And so he went through the process, you know, he gets a rental for a few days. And, and the thing about this friend is he drives a lot. So he puts a whole lot of miles. He's got about an hour and a half commute to work. And so he puts a whole lot of miles on his car. So even in a year or two, he was upside down in that car because he had loaded it down with miles. And so he said to me, I'm not sure how this is going to work out, right? Because like what they're going to want to give me back, I actually still owe more. And and so um, I was kind of, you know, I was talking to him about the process. And sure enough, uh, at the end of it, he had to work with this insurance company. But they ended up giving him, like, what he needed. Like, he got what he needed. And, and here's what he told me. He said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a different car. And I had a car that had 99,000 miles on it. I'm getting a car that's two years newer with 25,000 miles on it. And it's only costing me $1,000 more. Now, and then, and, 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 you know, so end of the story, right? What would we say? Thank you, State Farm. <laughs> right? Now, I'm just saying State Farm because that was his insurance company. Oh, yeah, thank you, State Farm. You came through. Right? Now, let me just tell you, that's what most of us would do. Nine out of ten, that's probably what most of us would do. Or you could look at the story like this. See, here's what I know about my friend. I know my friend has made some serious commitments to be generous, to be a good steward of what God has given him. I know that my friend has become extremely consistent in giving and and putting God first in the midst of his finances. And so when I heard this story, see, I would think, I mean, yeah, I'm a good job, State Farm. But here's what I would think. I would think, you know what's really cool? That he's put God first in his finances and he's been very generous, that God took something not so good and God turned it into something really good where he got a car that had 99,000 to 25,000 miles, like, like probably two, or two years at least, three years of more of a car for him for 1,000 bucks. Like that's something only our God can do. See, and it's one thing to go, well, Kevin, that's, that's like a state fire. Like, no, 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 right? 
Now, just, just think about this, because here's what I see all the time. I see it. Like, I, I see all the time, I see God's provision in your life. I see God coming through in your life in all kinds of different ways, and I see it in my own too. And so many times, you know what we do? We justify it. We find ways to give everyone else credit. We find ways to say, oh, that was, that was kind of neat that that worked out. We, we find ways to say, wasn't that like an, oh, that was an interesting coincidence. Yes, it was, right? I mean, there's so many times I want to be like, just can, can you not see it? Can you not see it? Because I'm pretty sure that that is God's presence in your life. And here is what his invitation is to us. What Jesus is saying is, I mean, he's saying to this guy, he, he's saying, I think I just did something miraculous. And I think I did it for 10 people. So why do I only see one? Hmm. You know, again, verses 15 and 16, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he's done. This man was a Samaritan. My, my guess is this, that as we've went through this series, in fact, I've heard many of you have shared different stories of ways in which you would say, hey, Kevin, like Jesus was not only miraculous back here, but he's been miraculous in my life. We saw 18 people last week who would say he's been miraculous in my life and one tonight. And, and, and the miraculous, like it's everywhere. And yet, do we acknowledge it? And not even like just to our friend, do we acknowledge it to him? God, thank you for showing up and doing this miraculous thing in my life. Father, I thank you. I thank you for every person in here. And Lord, I believe with all my heart that the miraculousness of you is not just contained in the New Testament. But Lord, you're still up to miraculous things that you still, your presence changes things, that Lord, you intervene, that your hand is all over like our lives and we invite you to be a part of it. And sometimes God, I think you're like, hey, 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 didn't I do something? And we find a way to give everybody else credit and give glory to everybody else but you. Lord, I pray that we would do better than 10%. I pray that we would just acknowledge that we've seen you. And that we would acknowledge with a thank you, Jesus, that you may get the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.